You have not because you asked that. Literally, you are a 501c3 charitable organization that solely exists for the betterment of the community. Yeah. You need to leverage this status. People would love to provide a discount. Actually, it's embedded in a lot of software companies now. They have specific nonprofit discounts. Why are you not asking for that? A pastor turned tech leader and a millennial churchgoer explore the intersection of technology, culture, and faith, equipping you with innovative strategies to support you as you live out your calling, lead your churches with confidence, and step into the future together. This is the Give It Up Podcast. So at the time of recording this, it is 2023. And we know that everyone, churches, nonprofits, people, businesses are cash strapped. That's right. We got to save money. The dollar needs to go Is further. Is it still a recession? Is that what we're saying? I don't know who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're Do we got inflation say- under control? People love talking about this stuff. Is inflation under control? It's like the new what's the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's totally the new what's the weather. What what's about, interest rates like? What about those egg prices? <laughs> I, I love when people do that. They don't even know what they're saying. But it's like, yeah, what's interest rates like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 7%. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the conversation's over. Like, <laughs> over. Yeah, 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 yeah. God bless, you know. <laughs> uh, but I want to talk about five things churches can do that are cash-strapped right now to kind of offload some costs. Let's go. Let's get creative to save costs. Creative to save. That's us mm-hmm. at the Give It Up podcast. Give it up. Uh, the first thing, now me and my marketing team, we collaborated on some of these ideas. So <laughs> I, like, I like that, how we always say, like, our team. Yes. That's so key. That's a little pro tip. That's a yes. pro, pro tip. Even if your team is a team of one, you say, hey, my team. <laughs> Expansive. No, they're not my marketing team. I'm part of the marketing team right. to correct it. There you go. There you go. I'm getting eyes from my manager right now. <laughs> but the first thing that we decided to come up with for everybody is there's this, have you seen these Stanley cups? Yes, I have. It's like all the rage. It's Serena. Same. Serena has one. Yes. Well, Serena is like peak Gen Z, I feel like. So she obviously has one. Correct. <laughs> yes. She also complimented my hokas. Anyways. Clouds or hokas? Hokas, bro. Why? Why? Oh, now you're going to make me sound 80 because my orthopedist said I needed to wear them. <laughs> you do sound 80. It's actually my podiatrist, but orthopedist sounds way better. Um, he's like, you need to wear them and not. Anyways, this is not a way to save money. Okay. So Stanley mugs. Yes. Instead of buying all of these water bottles that are bad for the planet, bad for you with plastics and everything like that. Why don't you buy your whole team a Stanley tumbler and a, a water jug situation for them to refill? Oh, are you going to brand it? Should we brand it? Oh, for sure. Okay. So you're Everyone. talking about instead of it being an expense, now you make an investment. Correct. Into the team. Oh my. Right. Look at you. And now you encourage the team. This is actually interesting. This is actually interesting. So now you go from having to buy those Costco pallets yes. every single week. And then people have church product Correct. that will follow them. Exactly. Yeah. And it could be cute. It's like when you re, you do a Mac screen and you put all your little decals on it. Yeah. It could be the new church stainless steel mug situation too. So that's one way right yeah. there. I wonder how much that would save. Because like how much would you say is a Costco pallet of water? Well, considering I've never purchased a Costco pallet of water, <laughs> I'm not the best right, person to ask. Let's Google it real time right now. <laughs> let's Google it real time. So we got a uh, Costco pallet of water, right? Yes. So Costco pallet of water. Whoa, look at that. That's so many pallets. Oh, this oh is- Oh my goodness. Tell, tell them the price we're seeing right but, there. 
$650. Crystals. No, it's not crystal. <laughs> it's crystal geyser. Alpine oh. spring. But how many is that? One, two, three. How, like, okay. Look at look at that. How how long would that last, do you think? Twelve bucks. Um, probably like three, four months. Depending on how deep your staff is. Okay, well, let's say the worship team let, drinks half of let's it. Let's say this lasts two months. Okay. Yeah. So you have to do six of these. Yeah. So we're talking six fifty times six. Yeah. Right? So we'll take out taxes for now. Okay. Type six. That's four thousand dollars in water. Four thousand dollars in water. So you're saying that Let's say your team is what, 200 people, 250? Yeah. So you're saying, team, okay, 4,000 divided by 250. So would a Stanley cost, a custom Stanley cost under $16, you think? Not a Stanley brand, but I was just giving an example. You can for sure get- No, no, we got to get granular here. No, We're giving real tips. You can tips. do a stainless steel with give a give it up for thing. real tips to save money. Okay, We're so- We're literally fighting on how to save costs. Branded, <laughs> some sort of branded- Yeah, yeah, okay, no. I mean, yeah. basically what you need to do is you need to find some sort of branded water bottle that's high quality so that yes. people just don't throw it away. Totes. And want to actually bring it to church. Yeah. Under, if you're going to save half the cost, it has to be under $8. Yeah. So. No, I like that. Exactly. I don't know who the vendor is. That's what we were trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Great job, marketing team. (laughs) But, you know, that's a clever way. And also just don't have water bottles at church anymore. You can have refill stations. It is cluttery. I will say that. The whole thing about everybody putting their water bottles under the seats and auditorium team needing to flip it, that's cluttery. I agree. Yeah. So that's one. Okay. Number two. I love marketing team coming up with finance tips. This is great. (laughs) <laughs> this is awesome. You never would have We're thought. just trying to stir creativity, people. It's all about stewardship for us. Uh, which brings me to number two. Okay. The Great Purge. Get rid of software. That softwares. sounded like a horror movie. I know. <laughs> the Purge. Yeah. Um, not utilizing software. But what is horror or horrible oh. is all the software that you're paying for that you don't use. Literally. Are you using text in church? And actually, here's a pro tip. Oh. The pro tip is this, maybe you're using text in church, but you don't have to have 22 seats because not 22 people are actually using it. You just have your comms person using it. And do you know how SaaS works? Software as a service. These companies work by how many seats, admin seats that you have. They steal in. We work at a tech company. Yep. We purchase SaaS products all the time. Yeah. And uh, our finance person, shout out to Eric, tells us all the time, reduce seats. That's why I don't get any seats. Yeah. I'm just going to tell everyone. Yeah. That's why I don't get a seat. It's kind of like you, it's kind of like Netflix at Overflow. We just share. We share no, no, we don't, we don't yeah, do that. Okay, sure. everybody, we don't do that. We pay properly for every single seat, but reduce seats. Yes. Because not every single associate campus pastor needs text in church. That's so true. Yeah. Not every single person needs admin rights on PCO. Mm. Right? Um, I don't know what other church software is out there, but. Those are just purge. my thoughts. Yeah, purge it. Curate. And here's here's my new. Hot I would take. say you would probably save in the magnitude of thousands of dollars a month if you actually took a look at it, depending sure. on the size of your church. For sure. Yeah, but what's your hot take? My hot take is it's actually better to pay monthly for things. Oh, you don't want to do the annual with the savings? No, because you stop using it after three months, anyways. Sometimes, yeah. Most most of the times when you're trying a new software and you don't have enough understanding of it. Oh, here's another thing. Yeah. Always ask for try before you buy. <gasps> Don't do that with overflow, but for, <laughs> for, for every other piece of software, <laughs> do try before you buy. 
Especially with like some of the, I feel like there's dozens of engagement softwares now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to solve this like church engagement yes. problem. Yes. Um, I don't know who's going to win it. I don't know who's going to yeah. be the best at it. Yeah. So try before you buy it. These software companies, okay, they want your business. Sure. So you have not because you ask not. Oh. This is biblical people. Oh my. He's really coming mm-hmm. for you with, coming. The, with these verses. Coming. Uh, okay, well, another one similar to try before you buy is ask for discounts. Yes. So this, my wife is the best at this because she's Asian. Um, she's <laughs> Vietnamese Chinese specifically. But I will say, again, you have not because you asked not. Literally, you are a 501c3 charitable organization that solely exists for the better, the betterment of the community. Yeah. You need to leverage this status. Mm. You, this is a coveted status, right? People would love to provide a discount. Actually, it's embedded in a lot of software companies now. Salesforce, mm. Stripe, they have specific nonprofit discounts. Why are you not asking for them? Ask for them. If it's not explicit that they have one, maybe you should talk to them about starting one, yeah. at least for you. Yeah. And here's a pro tip. Um, if you have a contractor that needs to put a beam in your building to reinforce a wall, if you have a contractor that needs to do painting or repairs and they're doing a pretty significant project for your building that's maybe in the five figures, maybe even the six figures, you can actually work with them to see if they want to gift their service in kind. Wow. Because depending on the situation of their company, it might be better for them to do the service in kind for the church and you provide a charitable acknowledgement letter to them and them being able to take a charitable tax deduction, it might actually be more beneficial for them to do that. And you then don't have to pay out of pocket for that service. Mm-hmm. I just saved the church six figures. Wow. I just saved the I didn't know that was figures. a thing. Give it a podcast. Maybe this should be gated by insider. Like this is good stuff. That Anyways. is. You just you just gave away <laughs> the goods. Th- this is the one. things that they don't want you to know. You know, they, they don't they. want you to know. The they's this stuff. don't want you to know that. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And another concept that the marketing team, give it up, uh, <laughs> thought through was creating a filter of, will this help funnel someone closer to God? If it does not right now, mm. cut that thing out. The fog machine ain't bringing someone to Jesus. I think fog machines are out. In, in the peak, I will say it did bring in the Shekinah glory. <laughs> I was, I was for, and it made like the lasers look cool. Well, I was going I don't there next. think we do fog machines at our church anymore. I would say that we're clarifying this all the time, yep. you know, to keep people engaged in church post-church to hang and to cross connect and things like that. We were offering for a season free tacos and nobody ate the tacos. Yeah. So annoying. So, you know, it's just about evaluating, iterating, yeah. trying to identify, okay, what are the things that are working, what yeah. are not working, and optimize, optimize, maximize how you're allocating the budget. Um, and I like that. Yeah. All oriented. I mean, obvious, this is obvious to all of us, but oriented towards what's people, what's bringing people to Christ? Yeah. Um, what is helping disciple people in Christ? Mm-hmm. What is helping people engage and cross-connect? Yeah. Here's the thing. You want to actually have a disproportionate amount of your investment into how you facilitate somebody meeting seven friends within the first two to three weeks. If they meet seven friends yeah. within the first two to three weeks, they're in. 
They're in. Back door closed. Mm. Retention solved. Wow. They're in. This is actually the formula that Facebook used when they first started the company. They called it the magic number. It wasn't within a few weeks. It was actually within seven days that you needed to make seven connections within seven days. Mm. And that was like the magic number to get full retention on the platform. And they did everything. They invested a disproportionate amount of their staff wow. to solve that problem. How do we optimize somebody making as many friends as fast as possible on our social media platform? And that's actually what led to exponential growth. You got to close the back wow. door, right? That's cool. And so, yeah, those things that are investments into that, and then maybe um, taking it from budget where it's being spent on things that, that might not be maximizing that. Yeah. And first off, I don't find it ironic that seven was the magic number <laughs> uh, because we know it's the number of completion. Um, right. Yeah, we're going to talk about this in another episode coming up soon. But what Gen Z is looking for is not flash in a pan anymore. They're they're more focused on the experience that they're having, the personal encounter that they're having. Right, right, right. And so there's so much, I'm just going to say it, frivolousness that's so irrelevant. The yeah, lasers we, are irrelevant. We like a little bit of frivolity. Why do we like that? Because <laughs> people, because humans are made for novelty. So okay, I, well then I, let it be novel one time and bye. Yeah, well, what I think you're saying though, the deeper principle is you have to be open to evolving your methodology yeah. based on the context. And sure. so I do think maybe middle millennial loved the the lasers and the haze machine combo. And maybe Gen Z doesn't, right? Yeah. Maybe Gen Z likes something else. And so we can't be married to the method, sure. um, but we can be focused on our message and the goal. And so if it's not reaching the goal anymore, that's why you know, what we do at our church, and especially when I sat in the seat of CFO at our church, we started this thing um, called ROI mindset, a return on investment mindset. And we would actually go department by department, look at the ways each department lead was managing their budget. And we were assessing it from a, hey, is it actually influencing our key performance indicators, our KPIs? Is it actually influencing uh, more new guests, uh, more people getting connected into small groups, more people getting baptized? Is it influencing that? If there's not a direct correlation to that, it's either we got to dig deeper to find that connection or it's up for debate on if it should stick around. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. And I have firsthand experience with this because uh, my husband and I took over as the host team leaders at our church. Cool. Which basically, instead of first impressions team or whatever you call it, it's like the, hey, welcome team. We're the ones that bridge that gap mm. between, okay, now you're now you're part of something. And the method that I know that a lot of churches have taught for a long time is the way to get people plugged in is to get to know them, then get them plugged in. Mm. But the- turnaround time in that was very limited. It's like within the first one to two interactions, you should be telling them like, Hey, uh, this day's coming up at church or, Oh, the small group start then. Sure, sure, sure. And from our personal experience, we found that that's very overwhelming. Sure. And not disarming at all. Right, 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 right. It's almost forcing someone like, Whoa, hold on. I just got here. I don't even, Mm. I don't even know if I'm bought in. Now I need to know about. So I got the bulletin board. Right. So, what we started doing was we actually changed the name from host team to the feel seen team. Cool. And so we now make it a point that it's going to take six interactions mm. with us of knowing your name, saying hello to you every time you walk in, getting to know a little bit about your story before we're ever approaching 
anything else about what's going on at church. If it comes up organically, for sure. But we're not trying to push information yeah. about that connection yeah. until we see that we're we're both building a rapport. Yeah. And that doesn't cost anything. Yeah, you know, the most hospitable per- person on the planet was Jesus. Yes. Jesus was a master at hospitality. Yeah. And the scripture says that he didn't even have a place to rest his head. Sometimes you think you need a super fancy home. Yep. And you need the fanciest charcuterie board. Yeah. And and by the way, I love a good charcuterie board. <laughs> I do think there is something to be said about pursuing excellence and giving God our best and showing off and showing out and uh, making sure that people can feel at home and feel hosted. But you don't need to be limited if you don't have resources for that yet. Right to know how to host, exactly. right? I yeah. think what you're telling me off camera earlier was one of the key things that you and your husband did was remember, remember names. Yeah, People love the sound of their own name. Yeah, And if you're bad with names, you don't have to be bad with names. This is not this. actually something that is inaccessible. This is what you do. They tell you their name and you use it three times in the first 30 seconds. Oh, Zoe, tell me more about that. Oh, so you're from Pittsburgh, Zoe? Oh, that's so cool, Zoe, that you just got married. Oh, Zoe, that's amazing yeah. that you guys are about to have a kid. Oh, <laughs> fake news, okay. But now I remember your name is Zoe, huh. and not Zoe. And now I remember never to bring this up again. <laughs> And uh, AKA's overflow. No, but it's just like, you don't have to be bad at names. Yeah, that's fair. And something I will say that I have done, I, I love when people say this because I immediately challenge them on the name front specifically. So I'm like, who told you that? You're bad at names. Like nobody went up to set in you and said, you're bad at names. And yeah. also that is quoting Genesis three. But what I started doing is actually holding a notebook in my hand. And so I'll start having a conversation with someone. And literally after that interaction ends, I'd be like, Alicia, Wait, you red shirt. hold a notebook? I do. You don't just put it on your phone? No, because then it looks like I'm on my phone. Wow. So I keep, and there's something that happens when you're actually writing something down in the brain. I like that. Yeah. So if you are one of those people that thinks you're bad at names, even if it's right as the, the message starts, just write down all the people that you had conversations with that day. I have not forgotten a single person's name since That's I did that. so cool. I mean, if you're writing it down, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. So I think that was four. I think that was four tips we gave. Yes. We got to give the fifth one. Here is the clincher, people. I'm going to save you so much money right now. Do you know what you are paying for your merchant processing fees? Sheesh. This is the answer for 90% of CFOs, executive pastors, definitely lead pastors. You don't know mm-hmm. because we've talked to you. And we asked to see what your statements were and you don't know where to be found because your current payment processors are hiding it from you. But the problem is that you are paying too much. For Amex, you're likely paying 3.5% and 30 or 40 cents per transaction. That's a lot. For debit, credit, I'm talking Visa, MasterCard, you're likely paying 2.9% and 30 cents Per transaction for ACH, you might be paying half a percent to a percent sometimes. And then there's hidden fees. It's called platform fees that these payment processors and these giving platforms are doing fully loaded. You're probably paying anywhere from three to 6% per transaction. So if you're bringing in a significant amount of money, that's six figures or 
depending on the size church you are, that could be seven figures in merchant processing fees that are going to the pockets of these payment processors. We have come, Overflow has come to save the day. Maybe not save the day, but I mean, Jesus, Jesus already saved the day. Yes. But we came to save you on merchant processing fees. We have created a system and an exclusive partnership. We've created a full stack solution that allows us to save up to, in most cases, 1%. 1%. That's a lot of money. For some churches, that's seven figures. For some churches, that's six figures. Even if it's only five figures for your church, that might be a staff member. That might be an intern. That might be resources to be able to accelerate the mission and vision of your church. So do you know your merchant processing fees? If you don't, you got to check. You got to ask, you got to pull it and you can see that you're actually spending way too much money. I'm just talking about merchant processing fees, but on top of that, you're probably paying subscription fees. And so fully loaded, you're spending, you know, 50,000, 100,000 and the hundreds of thousands for some churches in fees that you do not need to be spending. And so this is one of the best ways to cut costs. And you know, it's not all about cutting costs. I'm a big believer in you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you pay for the right platforms, sure. that you invest into the right platforms that can yeah. accelerate the vision and mission. But if fees are going or money is going to fees that is doing nothing for your organization, might as well consider figuring out how to reduce those. We can help you at Overflow or at least have a conversation of how you can figure out what you are paying yep. and what the potentials are to save. Yeah, and we're doing free cost analysis right now. Free 99. Now that is a deal. Kind of like Insider. Kind of like Insider, (laughs) which by the way, if you don't know what Insider is, it's an exclusive membership that's free for people to dive into getting more leadership content, more fundraising content. We actually put an extra podcast episode out every single month only to Insider members. So- Two things, I guess we got to point out. If you want a free cost analysis, overflow.co, C-O. If you want to sign up for Insider, overflow.co slash Insider, it all can be yours. I'm going to do the hat trick just because I felt like okay. it. If you're listening to this episode, if you listen to the end, this is why you should listen to the end, people. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this episode, you can reference this episode. Email, email Serena at overflow.co. We'll put it in the show notes. Yep. And I will personally mail you a copy of High Growth Fundraising for free. <gasps> Your book. For free. Oh my I just wanted gosh. to do that because I, I like things in threes. You're, you're feeling generous. So we have- The trinity three of giveaways. Yes, that are free. Amen. Don't say we don't save you money, okay? <laughs> That's it for this week, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the Give It Up podcast. If you want to receive even more insights on church innovation, culture, and giving, Now you can sign up for free to be an Overflow Insider, where you'll receive exclusive content, discounts, direct access to Vance Roush to get your questions answered, and also invite-only access to our monthly fundraising leadership forums. Head to overflow.co backslash insider, or just click the link in our bio to sign up for free today. In order to get this podcast in the ears of even more church leaders, could you please subscribe and leave a review for the show? 
This tells the podcast players what people are enjoying and want to hear more of. And we are adamant about providing maximum value to even more church leaders. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.